हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर फोर एक्सिक्यूटिव एंड आवर टॉपिक इज डिस्क्रिप्शनरी पावर्स ऑफ द प्रेसिडेंट ऑन द बेसिस ऑफ द अबाउट डिस्कशन कैन बी इनफर दैट द प्रेसिडेंट हैज नो डिस्क्रिप्शनरी पावर अंडर एनी सरकमस्टांसिस दिस विल बी एन इनकरेक्ट असेसमेंट constitutionally the president has a right to be informed of all important matters and deliberations of council of ministers the prime minister is obliged to furnish all the information that the president may call for the president often writes to the prime minister and expresses his views on matter confronting the country besides this there are at least three situations where the president can exercise the powers using his or her own discretion in the first place we have already noted that the president can send back the advice given by the council of ministers and ask the council to reconsider the decision in doing this the president acts on his own discretion when the president thinks that the advice has certain flaws or legal lacuna or that it is not in the best interest of the country the president can ask the council to reconsider the decision although the council can still send back the same advice and the president would then be bound by that advice such a request by the president to reconsider the decision would naturally carry a lot of weight so this is one way in which the president can act in his own discretion secondly the president has also veto power by which he can withhold or refuse to give assent to bill other than money bill passed by the parliament every bill passed by the parliament goes to president for his assent before it becomes a law the president can send the bill back to the parliament asking it to reconsider the bill this veto power is limited because if parliament passes the same bill again and sends it back to the prime president then the president has to give assent to the that bill however there is no mention in the constitution about the time limit within which the president must send the bill back for reconsideration this means that president can just keep the bill pending with him without any time limit this gives the president an informal power to use the veto in a very effective manner this is sometimes referred to as the pocket veto then the third kind of discretion arises more out of political circumstances 
formally the president appoints the prime minister normally in the parliamentary system a leader who has the support of the majority in the lok sabha would be appointed as the prime minister and the question of discretion would not arise but imagine a situation when after an election no leader has a clear majority in the lok sabha imagine further that after attempts to forge alliances two or three leaders are claiming that they have the support of the majority in the house now the president has to decide whom to appoint as the prime minister in such a situation the president has to use his own discretion in judging who really may have the support of the majority or who can actually form and run the government since 1989 major political changes have considerably increased the importance of the presidential office in a four parliamentary elections held from 1989 to 1998 no single party or coalition attained a majority in the lok sabha the situation demanded presidential intervention either in order to constitute governments or to grant a request for dissolution of lok sabha by a prime minister who could not prove majority in the house it may thus be said that the presidential discretion is related to political conditions there is greater scope for presidential assertiveness when governments are not stable and coalitions occupy power for the most part the president is a formal power holder and a ceremonial head of the nation you may wonder why then do we need a president in a parliamentary system the council of ministers is dependent on the support of the majority in the legislature this also means that the council of ministers may be removed at any time and a new council of ministers will have to be put in place such a situation requires a head of the state who has a fixed term who may be empowered to appoint the prime minister and who may symbolically represent the entire country this is exactly the role of the president in ordinary circumstances besides when no party has a clear majority the president has the additional responsibility of making a choice and appointing the prime minister to run the government of the country no discussion of government or politics in india would normally take place without mentioning one office the prime minister of india can you imagine why this is so we have already seen earlier in this chapter that the president exercises his powers only on advice of council of ministers the council of ministers is headed by a prime minister therefore as head of the council of ministers 
the prime minister becomes the most important functionary of the government in our country in a parliamentary form of executive it is essential that the prime minister has the support of the majority in the lok sabha this support by the majority also makes the prime minister very powerful the moment this support of the majority is lost the prime minister loses the office for many years after independence the congress party had the majority in the lok sabha and its leaders would become the prime minister since 1989 there have been many occasions when no party had majority in the lok sabha various political parties have come together and formed a coalition that has majority in the house in such situations a leader who is acceptable to most partners of the coalition becomes the prime minister formally a leader who has the support of the majority is appointed by the president as prime minister the prime minister then decides who will be the ministers in the council of ministers the prime minister allocates ranks and portfolios to the ministers depending upon the seniority and political importance the ministers are given the ranks of cabinet ministers minister of state or deputy minister in the same manner chief ministers of the state choose ministers from their own party or coalition the prime minister and all the ministers have to be members of the parliament if someone becomes a minister or prime minister without being an mp such a person has to get elected to the parliament within 6 months in this chapter on the legislature you will study in detail the various mechanisms through which the parliament controls the executive but remember that the most important feature of parliamentary executive is that the executive is routinely under the control and supervision of the legislature now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast